What's the hashtag? Casting one two three. Oh, oh, there's the screen, the the thing. You, you take a picture. Yeah, then. yeah. You snap, snap tag. And then your friends with snap it. tag. I'm gonna get a damp towel. What? What? Here, use this damp towel. It's from my sweat. Oh. So why is it yellow? Gee, <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to the doctor. Has your health insurance kicked in yet? I've, I can't remember a time with health insurance. Especially with the wrestling going on. Yeah, that's probably a thing you should do. You know, people people are like, if you get into the wrestling business, get an education first. How about this? Get health insurance first, then an education, then wrestle. I've got neither. I can see Jay-Z's sweaty nipples through his wife beater. No, those, no, are, my, those are just his nipples. Yeah, that's just the beginning of my nipple. Yeah. Oh, okay. My nipples go all the way around. Yeah, he's... Yeah. They're quite... It's like 80 days around the world. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, only nipples. Oh. 80 nipples around, around the, the world. world. Weird. Ew. Yeah. It's actually... So I have, like, a group of rival chipmunks that are going around the world looking for prizes around my nipples. Do you ever see two squirrels fighting in a tree and it reminds you of that uh, King Arthur movie from back in the day? No. Sword in the Stone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two squirrels. And they were in love? Yeah. And then one... But he was just a boy. Yeah. He didn't want anything to do with it. Broke him. his Not heart. Not quite a woman. The squirrels... Broke his little heart. Broken. Yeah. Can we talk about sad parts in movies? That was heartbreaking. Uh... What about everyone talks about like old Yeller like that kind of stuff? Remember when the ant dies in Honey, Honey I Shrunk, Shrunk the Kids? The kids? Oh, that was heartbreaking, oh. devastating. Yeah. Um, also, the first movie my mom ever took me to see in the theater was An American Tale: Five Goes West, uh-huh. and I apparently bawled my eyes out during that movie. And that was my mom's like defining. She goes, "Oh, look at him, so sad." Like you took me to the goddamn movie. Like you knew it was going to be a tearjerker. You know. The song There Are No Cats in America is one of the craziest songs ever because it's like first it's like starting off like oh there are no cats in America and the streets are paved with cheese but then they tell the stories of like how they lost their entire family to a cat attack so Fievel was a was a Jew yes yes that was always the allegory escaping the yes that's always been the case yes Fievel goes west west west. to America Uh escapes uh, Nazi occupied (laughs) cat occupied right yeah that's always yeah you never knew that damn cat I mean, as a kid, I, I didn't no, know. No, as a kid, no. We but, just thought it was the last time. I, I mean, when's the last time I watched Five Goes West? I um, mean, you should probably watch it once a month. An American Tale, whatever. Yeah. You should probably watch that once. I'll go back. 
One of my I favorite mean, movies. I know. Somewhere out there. Yeah, I love it. Like Under it. the pale moon sky. moon, because I'm looking under the giant <laughs> moon. Under the pale blue moon, moon right now. Uh, uh, hey, um, are, we, are we recording? We are recording. Oh, all right, cool. Yes. That is my line. I stole it. <laughs> oh. I stole it. That's okay. You're allowed to. Welcome to oh. the... Uh, the, the three-way theater no air conditioning episode this is the sweat ca- that was an awful introduction yeah that, I figured hey I'm a you have like a stroke he has several uh, gummy sharks in his oh, mouth oh yeah well they're only 99 cents so yeah they were. and I'll tell you there's a reason for these gummy sharks and we'll get there We'll get oh, there okay. eventually. Well, so welcome. where are we now? Well, oh, well, wait, Welcome to Three Way Theater. Hey, I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjig, and I'm JC. And this is <laughs> we we all, and this is uh, Three Way no, no, Theater. All right, we, guys, we already, see you later. Good job. Good job. Uh, wait, uh, it's good to be back. Well, wait, we just started. Oh. So, okay, well, we're through with theater. Yep. We're a podcast, uh-huh. uh, which you listen to on your devices. About professional wrestling. Movies. And, and professional wrestling, wrestling movies. movies. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like a couple of episodes ago, we just nailed it. We got it. But then today... It is 100 degrees in here. We So we're in a tiny sweat box that I call my new apartment. Uh-huh. Um, we had the air conditioner on, but because we wanted to give you, the listener, the very best listening experience, we are sweating our balls off. I have tried to turn the air conditioner on a couple times. He won't let me. I, it makes a lot of background noise. Yeah. Well, and we struggle away. enough as it is with our audio issues. Well, see, JC made the mistake of not turning it on before he left the house, so that would be also nice true. and cool when we came in and we wouldn't have to have it on. I, I disagree. Slight oversight. Yeah. It was, I was in a rush to get where we needed to go uh-huh. earlier. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I doubt some mulligan. All right. I mulligan take, Mike Pava. I accept your apology. I apologize. So, um, what are we doing, guys? Well, first and foremost, I just wanted to take a quick moment and uh, congratulate you guys. Oh, thank oh, you. For thank what? You. Well, uh, in between um, all the marbles and best in show, and now we celebrated our one-year anniversary. Oh, happy, happy anniversary. What is the one-year anniversary? Is that anything? It's mm-hmm. uh, Blue Moon. Oh, the Blue, Blue Moon, moon anniversary. Blue Moon anniversary. I got you guys some orange slices. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah, you're welcome. Very nice. I got you guys a Belgian dip. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. uh-huh. I got you guys some nice glasses. Oh, you got the wish... nicest gift out of all of us. Uh-huh. I wish somebody brought some beer. Yeah, all of us forgot the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. Um, but yeah, we had one year. That's the only drink I forgot. That's that's crazy to me. One year. Yeah. And we're uh, still going. Yeah, and we already had an award show like, at a medium ago. pace. Yeah. Well, we did our end of the year awards. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Like, congr- I think it's a good. I think that's something that's something to be proud of, guys. We made it a year. Yeah. We so, had virtually dozens of downloads. Yeah. So, I mean, that being said, this is our last podcast. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but it's a it's part one of a two parter. Oh yes. my god! It's Fuck finally here. Fucking finally. <laughs> Fine. Fucking finally. How long have I been? Pining for a two parter. I'm just like that our last episode is going to be part one of a two parter. <laughs> yeah. We'll never just get to that part. part. Just yeah. keep them hanging. Yep. You've been Chris pining for this for so long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I have uh, been supining this for a very oh, long time. Okay. And yeah, so what are we doing? 
Well, we've been doing this whole theme of women's power, women's movement, because it was when we started this, it was the women's women's well, we started revolution, women women's liberation in the kitchen. Yeah, they, you know, I was, I, was, I was gonna say that it was like women's, like the woman appreciation month. Oh, oh right, so, yeah, 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 no, you're right. Well, well uh-huh. past that now, I don't know what you guys are really, we, we're not that um, old of a podcast. Oh, sorry, <laughs> but um, sorry. We've been, it's like our our end goal for this whole thing was the release of The Glow yes. miniseries on Netflix. Yas, Queen. Is it, is it a miniseries? It's a, no, is it's it a, a regular series. series. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm with, I mean, no spoilers because I haven't gotten to the finale yet. Um, but as far as I'm aware, this is going to be an ongoing series. There will probably be a season two. I hope so. Because I've, I've been loving it so far. Oh, my God. Um, there have watched the first five episodes. Right. So today on Three-Way Theater, here for this episode, episode 17, we are doing the first five episodes of Glow, and then part two, we'll do the second half. Yes. yes. Um, now... I mean, we're going to talk about everything that's happened in the first five episodes. I want to talk a little bit about some of the criticisms uh, that have been laid at this show. And um, I don't really agree with all of them, but I think it's important to kind of talk about it. Um, It's a little divisive. um, Are are people upset about this show? Somewhat. And I mean, with again, I don't want to spoil myself because I'll tell you right now, besides the first trailer that I had watched for this when it came out, I left myself completely unspoiled. I didn't know who was going to be in the show besides Mark Marin and Allison Brie. Yep, that's all. So every other person that randomly shows up on these episodes, I'm like, oh man, I can't believe you're on this episode. Right. Um, So I didn't know what to expect. Um, However, there have been some criticisms, uh, usually from the hardcore fan base, that are upset that one it's, it's not for you it, you're right it's not um it's it's not it's not sticking to the actual glow history which people are upset about it's not supposed to they they said that coming off the, the right off the bat right if we, you want to know what happened with Glow, watch the amazing Glow documentary that came out on Logo. I and and there are things. It's also on Netflix right now. I yes. Yeah. And there watch are it. things that they pulled from real life here and there. Inspiration, you know, based on true events. Right. Because honestly, watch any fucking movie out there that's allegedly based on true events, and it's always been like changed to make it better, more cinematic, mm-hmm. more interesting. But this situation is a lot more like the real Glow than people understand, where these actresses went through wrestling right. training. They they learned to bump. The nuts and bolts of it are different. Yeah, of Alice course. Alice and Brie learned to bump. <laughs> learned to did. bump, back bump, and front yep. bump. And not only that, their coach for this was Chavo Guerrero. And I gotta say, she's got beautiful front bumps. She certainly does. <laughs> uh, we saw that in the book. first five minutes. Listen, listen, listen. We're getting ahead of ourselves. All right, We're but, ahead of ourselves. Um, but uh, Chavo Guerrero trained these yeah. girls, and the original trainer of the Glow Girls was Mondo, Mondo. Right. Which is awesome. Which is great. Come on, that's that's awesome. Um a few other criticisms that have been laid against this show um, basically they don't like that there hasn't been enough wrestling um, have th- you seen Glow? <laughs> have you seen the original real Glow? Um, well you know long time uh, through a theater listener and best in show um, participant Rui Batello, he also made mention that there were complaints about not enough wrestling he wasn't complaining about it but he was saying that he had talked to some people and they were saying oh there's not enough wrestling in the show but if you got a 10 episode miniseries or season then really 
how much can you have? You don't want right. to blow your load. We're not blowing everything on the first and season, is, guys. Let's relax. This is like the beginning of the story. Right. Right. This is this is before this is them learning. This is them training. They can't and you know what? People would complain if they went from training to matches. Right. People would be upset. Like that would make no sense. You're right. They are telling a good, drawn out story by letting them train and just figure it out. Because these girls, as far as episode five, still have no fucking idea. And 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 speaking of Mondo, and speaking of pulling real events from the real story, uh, there was the story of the girls acting out or you know not taking yeah. it seriously. Yeah, and, uh, and Melrose was uh, being a was being like a, a prima donna in the ring and she got choked out by the woman Cherry. Right. But that came from a real life event where mm-hmm. one of the girls was laughing and playing around and Mondo Grau snapped her in a sleeper hold right. and put her to sleep. Yep. So there's a lot of inspiration from Glow. It's about Glow. And I also love the fact that they it's in a world where the WWF exists, where the NWA right. exists. Yes, very And, true. like, I love that there's an acknowledgement of that. And there's something that's so genuine. And I think it's the 80s setting that also really kind of helps it all pop. But, I mean, let's... Uh, fuck the criticisms, because I'm going to tell you right now, as we dive into this, I fucking love this show. I agree. So let's uh, just... I mean, let's get let's into it. Let's do it. Okay. So we... Can we talk about... The, let's talk about the main players. Okay. okay. So we got Allison Brie. Who plays Ruth. Yep. Plays Ruth. Um, I don't think it's worth mentioning who her wrestling character is yet. No, yeah. right. no we'll just keep it at Ruth. Yeah, we'll because, I mean, really, as we get to episode five, she's just starting they to They still haven't, right. She is a, uh, she's an actress that is too plain looking. And... The everyday girl, I, the girl this, next door. I've never watched Community. I've never watched... I've watched every episode of Community. I've never watched... I believe this is the first time I've ever seen her in... Is she supposed to be attractive? Because I do not think so. On Community, she is the hot young schoolgirl, and the outfits that she used to wear in Community, so little short skirts and tight sweaters. Um, I thought she was always gorgeous on Community, so I think they actually kind of frumped her up a little bit. Yeah, I definitely like it's, but it's not really frumping it up. It's just the fucking eighties. Well, I mean, yeah, um, I think she's purposely not wearing makeup. I think she's not like on. I mean, the, the the show in itself, it's dirty, it's gritty, yes. it's, it's gym that they're training in, it's disgusting, and, and I think, you know, you got all these girls living together and trying to get this thing going. From everything I understand It's going to be rough and dirty. From everything I understand about her stint on Mad Men and on Community, she's always been portrayed as hot. And this is a different kind of role for her. Yes. I mean, this is definitely a huge, uh, just... Now... Uh, they actually they did not want her for this role at all. Right. She had to audition over many over times. Over. Which I almost kind of wonder if it's one of those meta things to get her into the role of the character. If they kept on blowing her off, she like she, uh, we, me and Mikey listened to. Uh, there was an episode of Jim and Sam on the way over, featuring Mark Marin and Allison Brie, and uh, they discussed that. And she said that it's entirely possible that they were trying to like. Yeah, you know, mind. Yeah, kind of break her down because she was a well-known, and they wanted to make, and she ended up being Ruth. You know, well, that's the, and that's exactly what it is. Because I'm sorry, she's a big enough player in the TV world, and I know that she was trying to break into the movies. That if she came into a Netflix series, I don't think anybody's going to turn her away. So I almost, I do love the idea that I'm playing a little bit of a psychological warfare with her. Yeah, I've uh, got to have you come back again and try to read for this part. We don't know if you're right see, for it. See, I think they really didn't think she was right for it. They typecast her in all of her other roles. And she came through, she persevered, and got the spot. So I want to throw this at you guys then, right now. Who do you think would have been a better person to play this character? 
is there somebody better to play this character? That's tough to say without, without seeing the entire... Yeah, yeah, without having no... So let's get the screen test of all the actresses. <laughs> right. uh, we'll get that for part two. And... Um. It's yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Like, well, do you think? Okay. I feel like she's too. Like, you know, it's hard to say. Like, is she too pretty? Because the whole thing with Mark Marin is, I don't, I can't tell if I don't like your face and she's or I not, like it she's too much. N- she's not supposed to be because because the she's her the best record, friend in yeah. this is the is the, the beautiful, one, sexy yeah. woman, right? Even though she's a mother now, so is that so she's still supposed? I got to tell you, show? Debbie. Uh, Debbie was is it Betty Gilpin? I think is the Gilpin, a- yeah. is the actress name. She is. Fucking gorgeous lady of wrestling. She, like, genuinely, when they, like, just kind of just quickly skip ahead, but there's that fantasy sequence at the end of the pilot yeah. where the, uh, they're, they're, the idea of what Glow could be. They're imagining. And they're in their wrestling yes. outfits, and holy shit, like, the entire thing that was pretty just fantastic. popped. Maybe it was the Journey song that helped that. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah. I, I think the two leads, the two girls there, Alison Brie and Betty Gilpin, are perfect for their roles. And and of, of course, we have Mark Maron mentioned oh earlier. Oh, my God. Plays Sam. Hearing him talk, like, it was so great. On the Jim and Sam show, he was talking about, he said, uh, listen, it was written by two girls that are total nerds, and they'll appreciate me saying that. So I told them, listen, you want me doing coke in the 80s, the only way I'm going to do it is if it's off of a key or out of a big pen. A okay. pen cap. And <laughs> right. they said, we're so glad we have you on this. <laughs> <laughs> we're so happy you're here. I yeah. thought you were going to tell me the only way I'm going to do this is if I do coke. <laughs> like He just knew so much about cocaine use and they appreciated that so much. Um, yeah, no, him, he is the... Perfect again, the perfect role. So good. Like if there's somebody I couldn't envision, like oh, who could I see playing Sam Silva? I'm not sure if I could pick anybody better after watching Mark Marin in this role. Yeah, and it's not even he's not even like somebody I wouldn't necessarily think about for it, but it makes so much sense. Right. I'm a fan of his. I love his podcast. Yeah. He's very funny. You don't really think of him as an actor all the time, though. Right. No, you I know. don't. No. You know that's but that's cool because I mean he has acted for many years, but it's just like he's playing into a type that he everybody's a stereotype, right? And yeah. This is what the entire series is a little bit about, and but they kind of just take those stereotypes and they expand upon them. They make them so three dimensional, and I don't know. It was something watching that pilot. I'm like, they had it from the beginning. There was no like the feeling out process with the show. And although when we have done the TV episodes in the past, it's just one TV episode about wrestling. So it's really cool to see this this opening. Yeah. This beginning of something that's going to build to, you know, what I assume is going to be an awesome season finale. All right. So our first scene, we have Ruth auditioning for a part. Yeah. And she... Uh, Not just anybody's part. Steve Gutenberg's part. A male's, yeah. a male's part. Steve Gutenberg. Right. So I, but I mean, the, the whole... To me, I like this because immediately we're setting up a, 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 a thing here where she's a woman trying to do some two things in the man's world. She wants the man's part. She, she wants, wants the res- better part. She wants respect. She doesn't want to be typecast. And here she goes, coming into the world of wrestling Well, when it was dominated by men as well. So what I really loved about that opening scene is that it subverts your expectations. Right. Because at first you think, all right, maybe she's just a fucking moron because she read the men part, the men, the men's part. But then you come to find out a few minutes later. She did it on purpose. Right. Right. So it really, it's not like, oops, I, I made a mistake. Because it's the better part. Right. And the fact that you've already established that she's smart enough, like obviously she knows she's reading the man's part. You know that she's trying to like just work at the casting agents. Like, 
it's just a really cool introduction to show you how smart she is, but she's still kind of stupid because she's sitting there waiting in the bathroom, waiting to talk to the casting. All right. Thing. Well, in reality, she, you know, the part that she's actually there for is the assistant. Right. Right. Who has one or two lines in the entire thing. So. Which you see as she leaves the casting call, the hundreds upon hundreds of women yes. waiting to audition. So now she's in the bathroom. Just kind of, you know... Waiting. Looking for shoes. Looking for the person uh-huh. to come in. Smart. Shoes are a long... Or like a trend in this show. Yes. <laughs> they keep going back to shoes a lot. Um, But that must be a metaphor for something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like I think they're a metaphor for footwear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, already by this, I mean, like, in the very opening of this series, I can already tell the soundtrack is going to be amazing. Amazing. This is so fantastic. And if nothing was cemented by it was the, like, the open of the second episode. Yeah. I lost my mind hearing well, Sylvester. Yeah. So, like, every music choice that they made has been spot on perfect. And maybe it's just because of my love of 80s wrestling or because Three Way Theater has done so many 80s movies. Yeah. This feels like the most authentic little piece of, like... It's not over the top trying to be 80s either. Right. It's like a subtle... Well, like uh, Debbie's... Oh, not Debbie. Uh, Ruth's car. Like the yellow little Volkswagen. Yeah. Like every car is just perfectly... Like the entire environment is great. I like Mark Marin because he looks like almost like a holdover from the 70s. So like it's like... Because it's like mid to late 80s, whatever. Well, so. That's actually great because it's referenced many times, especially in the pilot, that he was a big director in the 70s. Right. Yes. And he hasn't done shit in years. So he is literally that holdover that's from the 70s. Holding on to those like glory days. Um... So we find out, you know, she wants the, the the good parts, the juicy parts. And because of this interaction with this casting agent, it kind of puts her on the radar for an opportunity well, later well, on. She, yeah, she says, listen, I, I, if you're interested, I run some other kinds of auditions, maybe kind of erotica. And she says, porn? No. Don't do porn. Unless, you, unless, unless you're you into that. Porn, right, exactly. Yeah, type of thing. So in her mind, to me, it's, it's porn. Uh-huh. And then pro wrestling. Uh-huh. That's that's it. That's that's, that's the step. Pretty there. much. I like, mean, they're for, missing that middleman of like birthday clown. Yeah, <laughs> like that's all right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of porn, uh, boobs. There are boobs in this. Five in this minutes series. in. Didn't expect it. Five minutes in. Guys. Again, I was completely unspoiled by going into this, and I'm glad because the shock of like, uh huh, you still change with your sweat, your shirt on. Oh no, I don't. No, I don't. Right, and it was Boom. such a, it was such just a natural scene very between natural. the two. Well, yes, very natural. It, you know, it, it's so perky. funny because they did something very similar in Slammed where girls are having a conversation and they get their they take their, their, their tops off, but it seems so much more natural in this one. Because when the girls took their tops off in Slammed, they turned towards the camera. Uh, yeah, yeah. turned towards sexy. each other. Right, exactly. And this and was way more... That also had... <laughs> not, that I've, not that I've ever been in a girl's locker room right, and seen uh, girls talking uh, and changing or anything like that. But this also didn't have a, like the girls getting their shirts off with Tiny Lister nearby. Yeah, that's true. Um, or with the the old about the, the uh, manager there. Oh, <laughs> slammed. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hockey shirt. Yep. Oh, can't remember him. Can't remember him yeah. at all. He's the white LL Cool J. Yes. Um, but this scene where we're introduced at the aerobics class to Debbie, yep. her best friend. Besties. They uh, they reference that she just had a baby because her her nipples are milking. Yep. She's a former soap star. Yep. Yes. 
Written off recently. Written yes, off well, into a coma. No, yes, she was in a coma for like a year on the show. Apparently, yes, before right. they, her, before because they she wrote got her a off. Too mouthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but we kind of learn. We we get a feeling out for the dynamics between the two best friends. Where where Ruth wants to work and get a job, and you have her best friend saying, "You know what? The best thing I ever did was." Have a kid and get pregnant and stay at home. Stay at home and and the husband does all the work and why don't you do that? And Ruth's like, I want to work. So you see that you know Ruth is really rebelling against the system of the, of the women in the eighties, whereas Debbie was trying to really conform to it mm-hmm. and play into that trope. One hundred percent. Which I think makes it all the better as we move on to the episode. Yeah. Um. So we you know. I did like one thing that is always just a thing with TV is that when uh, Ruth comes home to her shitty apartment that is still so much nicer than my shitty apartment. Oh, and it probably has air conditioning. Yeah, and they yeah no it probably still does. Um, but like man, like I get that they're trying to play it off that like oh my life is awful, but still it's a pretty nice apartment. And at the end of the day, you're Allison Brie. <laughs> that's that's true. True again. Like I could be hurting for money, I'd be like you know what, I'm Allison Brie. I'm I'm Ruth. I'm Ruth. I'm Ruth Buzzy over here. <laughs> um, as she gets home and she's just depressed about her life, she gets that call from the answering machine, and uh, the fact that it's an answering machine again, I love it. Great. Yeah. She actually has to rewind the tape first before she can right. listen to it. Right, just like us right now. Well, uh, um, excuse me. Oh. Kind of my job. Oh, sorry. Oh, he's the Foley guy. Sorry, sorry. That was pretty good. <laughs> so she gets the phone call from the publicist or the, the whatever she is, uh, saying that they're looking for unconventional women, yes. whatever that means. And she's been described as unconventional, where this casting agent was bringing her in because she was they, when they would ask for somebody different and somebody like real that they've never somebody, seen somebody real and yes. then they bring her in just so they can see what they wanted and realize they didn't That's want not her what they want. Yeah. Oof, brutal Rough. it really is um, so uh, cut to this gym which is actually named after Chavo Guerrero yeah yeah which was a nice little detail that I thought was it yeah it said Chavo, Chavo's gym yeah that's amazing right that's great but it was a nice little. No, it was Mondo. Was it Mondo? Did, no, it was did it say Chavo? Chavo. Chavo. So was yeah. that to? Okay, all right. It was for because Chavo was the trainer right. in this yeah. series. Right. Did you already know that before I said this story? Yeah. Damn it. But I still, I still love the story. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're not. You're welcome. Um, one of the, like, it's such a cool little detail as uh, Ruth shows up to this casting call. There's this ring. You're in the boxing gym. You see all these women in the bleachers. But I love that awkward detail of Allison Brie climbing up to the second bleacher. <laughs> yeah. It's something that I really can relate to because you never want to sit at the bottom bleacher. You don't really want to always sit at the top. Yeah. You want to find that nice like middle, middle ground. ground. So to see her awkwardly climb up, it was something that was very endearing about that. Yeah, very threw you back to the middle school days. Yes, absolutely. And uh, immediately she turns to the character who we will know eventually as Machu Picchu. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the giant, the quiet gi- woman. Yes, and she I says... Know, uh, you knew her as Machu Picchu, I knew her as Mountain Fiji. Mount Fiji, you that's know, right. It's inspired by. Inspired by, yes. And here we're going to... We're going to talk about the gym scene now. I actually took down some notes on who would be the inspiration okay. for who. Go for it. Amongst some of these characters, right? Um, first of all, uh, the character of Sam, Mark Marin, that would probably be um, that would probably be represented by Matt Simber. Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay. 
Um, he was the director of Glow, mm-hmm. and he was given that. Um, the girl Cherry, who was the stunt woman actress, uh, that in episode I believe two, she took on the role of the uh, head stunt woman, right? Like the the head trainer. Yeah, well, she was in the first episode too. I know, but I'm saying in the second episode she took yes, over as the head yes. trainer. She would uh, probably be Princess Jasmine. From oh, the yeah. glow days. She okay. was still as uh, Pepper on, in the tag team of Salt and Pepper. What we'll do is um, we'll throw some comparison pictures up on ThruWayTheater.com uh-huh. and yep. Facebook. That way you can take a look for yourselves. And uh, she was actually, after Mondo was fired, she they just threw her, who was, she was one of the girls, and they said, oh, you know how to wrestle. You're the head trainer now. Blah, blah, blah. she Boom. became the trainer there. Um, there was this girl, Beirut. I love Beirut. I love the name Beirut. I love Beirut. I just, I mean, yeah. Well, I was thinking of like Bay. Oh, Bay. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, the representation of Palestinia. She okay. was a uh, the terrorist sort of character. Machu Picchu, of course. Mount Mountain Fiji. Fiji everybody's favorite. favorite. Everybody loves Mountain Fiji. And if, if you, you don't, you're the, an asshole. And if you don't, you probably haven't seen the documentary. Of Glow because it's fantastic. Which you should also watch, as we've already said. There's uh, Mel Rose, who is kind of like the bitchy, stuck up character. That would be Hollywood from uh, the tag team of Hollywood and Vine. Yeah. Very mouthy. I believe she was the one that Mondo put to sleep. Like, in le- legitimate. Makes sense. Um, there's. The, uh, there's two that are doing a housewife gimmick yes. based off of the uh, Phyllis and Arlene, the housewives. These I love them. I love they these are two. great because, yeah. it, like to me, they're a little like Statler and Waldorf. And, uh, their own little. Yeah, very much so. They're the pranksters of the. I, 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 I see them as like a, a Rosie O'Donnell and a Madonna from okay, like a league of their own. Okay, I love it. I love it. <laughs> they remind me more of. Uh, never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you have. Uh, I there's Liberty Bell. Yes, who was the uh, who was I don't I forget the woman's Debbie. Uh, Debbie, she's the best friend. Yes. Well, that's a great bit. I mean, I guess we can. Well, she eventually she steals the Liberty Bell character. Yes. Yeah. Not the first gimmick that is stolen out from under someone. Th- those are my real medals. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. The now you can be a Viking, but there. Uh, there's just, and that's just a small sample of some of the crossover sort of characters you have within the group. That in right. the and uh, oh the other one Sheila the She Wolf, yeah. very similar to uh, Dementia. Yes. yes, another one of the uh, Glow Girls who she was probably the closest to resemble the actual yes I would Glow totally, wrestler with I would the agree outfit with that. and all that stuff. Um, and but, she's one of my favorites. She was I, I really like her character. Yeah, that was. Again, it's one of those things where you take the stereotype and then you kind of expand it. Yeah. You expect one thing, and then I like that they kind of peel back those layers. So all these girls are in this audition, and they're all sitting there. Uh, Mark Marin, Sam comes in and says, hey, this is a pro wrestling show, and if you want to get past the first auditions, I'm just going to tell you, it's pro wrestling. They stand up, yeah. half of the girls leave. Congratulations! You just passed the first part <laughs> yeah. of the audition. Before, before, that was awesome. That was great. Before, before this, um, Ruth learned, leans over to uh, Machu Picchu and says, "Oh, it, has it started yet?" She goes, yeah. "I don't know. I've never done this before." And she says, "Oh, it's okay. It's not porn." <laughs> the girl behind her, who ends up being like the Pippi Longstocking type yeah. girl, buttons up her shirt because she's got she's got them all out thinking she think it's it could be porn. Be porn. <laughs> and uh, then yeah. I didn't notice that. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Um, so. 
Sam Silva and Mark Mar- th- th- this character that played by Mark Maron shows up and really that's the start of this series hitting one liner after one liner where there's just nothing but just great lines coming out of him Mark Maron is so good on the show and he knows his character so well Yeah, he embodies his character right because I mean, if one of you turned out to be Hulk Hogan, I'd hit the fucking jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> like he just he tells them that it's gonna be pro wrestling, like Hulk Hogan, you know, cunt punches. Oh yeah. my god, tick I grabs! Wrote, I wrote that down because it's just like, come on, it's girl on girl, ah, uh, tick grabs, cunt punches, shrinky dinks. That movie that looks like cat fights. Did I say cunt punches? <laughs> like. Holy shit! That was amazing. <laughs> I I had to rewind that scene because I was laughing so hard. It's so it's again this playing off the stereotype of the shysty yeah. '80s director who's really kind of the equivalent of like your wrestling promoter, you know, and these other wrestling characters that we've seen on these Especially shows. Especially my wrestling promoter. <laughs> so after the initial cut. The girls just basically left. Yeah. Uh, he tells them to get all their headshots, get in the line, and he's going to go through them all. Yeah. Give them a, a, a second look through, I guess. And he, he was just, on his own whim, cutting people. Yes. Now, we find out that Cherry, uh, the girl who ends up being the head trainer in episode two, and Sam have a past. Yeah, they work together. They also fucked. Well, yes. Spoiler alert. I mean, not really. They say it in this episode. No, it was later. It's the second episode. It's implied. Um, but they had, she was a stunt woman, always in the background, never on screen. Right. Like, never, like, you know, her face is on screen, you know? So... Yeah, well, she he goes, I know you can do stuff like that, but can you act? <laughs> and she she pulls out... Uh, Don't know. move, dirtbag! Please, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, She's very uh, Foxy Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, she was supposed to. Be, she was in all those black exploitation yeah. movies, right? But she was just the stunt woman. She reminded me of that uh, girl that's in a that was in Death Proof and stuff. She's the black actress that uh, she's an actual stunt woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know, yeah. I know who yeah. you're. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that person. Well, that, that's, as a stunt woman. That, yeah. Exactly. Right. right. That's right. why would you know who? I mean, it may be. I didn't even look that up. So, so right, yeah. As far as I know, that is one and the same. So right after Cherry gets the, you know, she gets. On to the next round. It's Beirut's turn. And well, she says, This is right after she did her own freeze, motherfucker. He says to her, You're going to have to do that too. And she just looks at him and laughs all awkwardly. <laughs> well, I love this montage. I love Beirut. Love her. Beirut's fantastic. Um, I do love the montage of Let Me See Your Headshots. Let's take a look. And everybody passes up their pictures and whatever uh-huh. else. And like some just have like the roll of pictures from like a photo booth. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Sheila pulls out a picture of a wolf. <laughs> yeah. Like, just. <laughs> Up, a crumpled, crumpled up, up picture, picture of a wolf. That was great. Like, just these little, like, and then of course, you know, Ruth gives her classic headshot with all of her theater credits on the back. Yeah. Like, I uh, did a couple plays in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, oh, she's such the, like. Unlikable. Right. Unlikable, yeah. Which is great because she's supposed to be our protagonist and, like. That's not, that's not nothing new for this podcast. Yeah. That's so true. Uh huh. I don't know if that's a wrestling thing or it's just, but I don't it's, know. I, I blame Hulk Hogan where it's the baby face that does so much heelish shit. It's like, man, why am I cheering this? Guy? Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it's so wow. Um. So we're she goes home, and her house is burst into by her. What's the, the guy that she's? She's the mistress of a yeah. married man, and this is the married man bursting in through the window. Well, do we know he's a married man at that point? Yes. 
We know he he's comes married. in and says it. We when, don't know who he's married right. to. Right. We haven't put together, supposedly... Who it's about. Yes. In fact, it took my second viewing for me to realize when she found... When the viewer found out. Because I found out at the end. But, um... She's sleeping with a married man. And she knows it's wrong. But she does it again anyway. Well, she's, you know, she's like the first time they were drunk, whatever, you know, this and that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. What's they, the excuse this time? Again. Uh, Barney. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is our protagonist, ladies and gentlemen. This is our hero. Listen, she just wanted flawed. to get fucked. Yeah. She didn't want. She he started like saying shit, talking to her. He's she's like, shut up. She I just a, I just want to fuck. Well, you know, she's very much like Peter Falk in all the marbles. Yeah. Well, she, she didn't punch any women in the face until the very end. <laughs> until the very end, right? Um... The, the fucking scene is also great because he keeps on trying to tell her how real she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and she just, hates it. Like, yeah. stop, like, can't you just live the in only the... only thing less hot than that is telling her she's a good egg. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well... Don't, don't do that. That? Um, don't do that. Hmm. That don't, makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah. Girls don't like don't, that. I get that now. Oh, what a good egg. Don't Damn say it. it. Well, I've made a, mistakes were made. Say it behind their backs. Yeah, yeah. say it to your friends about yeah. them. Yeah, because yeah. that's like. But I don't know if I'm going to tell the girl. I'm not going to say to my friends after she's a total egg. No, like, no, that's no, not no. going to say she's a good, good egg. egg. Oh. She's a good egg. She's a good uh, egg. Again, mistakes were made. Right. Mistakes yeah. were made. Yeah. We're moving on. So she fucked this guy. Great sex scene. Great sex scene. I mean, the sex wasn't great. Let's not. I didn't say the sex it. was great. Tits were great. Tits were great. Could have used a little more of him. So, okay, that happens. Yeah. Cut to next day. We meet Salty the Sack Johnson. Oh, and also we didn't mention, as we were, I'm sorry, I mean, we can talk about this now since our good friend and three-way theater alumni, John Morrison. Felix the Hammer. What? Welcome back, Salty. <laughs> um, but in addition to him making his appearance here in this episode, we didn't talk about Awesome Kong. Yes. Um, yes. You know, being one of the ladies that joined the team. How have we gone so far and not mentioned Dawson? Awesome well, we were talking about the word. montage of everybody. That was kind of her introduction, but she still hasn't really made an impact yet. Um, <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. But um, I did. She hasn't made a global force yet. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Between maybe Karma's going to come back to bite her. Oh. In the ass. Oh. Damn it! Where's my phone? Oh. Um, ham, ham, ham. <laughs> Um, I love the integration of some of the wrestlers in this series. Having Awesome Kong in there as one of the gals. I love how Awesome Kong is bad. <laughs> right, yeah. I actually I love her welfare character. Yeah, yeah, Wearing the Burger King crown. It's it's kind of great. I mean, yeah, jumping ahead a Imagine bit. having a, an overweight character wearing a fucking Burger King crown in your show. Um, Jake. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? We need to talk off the air. Oh, wait, wait. Really? Yeah, Batella. Batella? Yeah. He wears Burger King crown. All the time now. I thought he was a Dairy Queen. He's both. What? Yes. Oh. All right, let's start recording now. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uninterrupted. Uh, yeah, so uh, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Morrison, um, our good Johnny friends. Johnny Nitro. Uh, Salt- Felix the Hammer. Salty the Sack Johnson. Uh-huh. Um, shows up. He's going to be our, our trainer. Um, one of the things, again, I love about Sam Silva is he's the perfect wrestling promoter because he's a TV producer. Yes. Like One of his real things that he was stressing to all these gals is the thing, you don't think wrestling is acting? Like It's a huge part of it. And when you think about all the producers that are there today in WWE and the way they produce a television show, they don't produce wrestling shows, yeah. it's a real kind of look at what's to come. Yeah, It's, it's not about 
pro wrestling anymore. It's showing that Glow is a lot more uh, maybe ahead of its time than yes. people would first see. I would. I mean, I would say so, right? Especially if you took trained women and put them in the Glow characters in in like in that character in like in the promotion. Do you think Glow would have succeeded if you had actual woman wrestlers? It did succeed. It was on the air no, from eighty six to ninety two. But I mean, like, it could have been even bigger. But these women—I mean, I think it would have continued if whatever yes. happened happened. You know, I think it could have been more lucrative. Yeah, oh, I, they would, have, and maybe they would have brought in girls at this point who they would have to can drop, wrestle. They would have to drop the G. <laughs> okay. Why do I remember Low. there being two O's in Glow? Because you're thinking of Pow. The powerful women of wrestling. Oh, all right. Oh, so I'm shit. mixing the two. Yes. Yep. Weird. Um. Anyways. Anyway, we we start to get a little bit uh, information about the girls. We see a little bit of training, um, trying to learn how to take basic. Uh uh uh. uh. What? The very first thing they learn: well, forward rolls, baby. Yes. <laughs> more forward. More rolls. forward rolls. The promoter always wants more forward Staple rolls. Staple of my training. Mike Pava never had enough forward rolls. <laughs> One time, this kid was doing forward rolls. Mike Pava got into a conversation with Anthony Green. About five minutes later, he looks over. The kid's still doing forward rolls. He goes, "Oh, you can stop." <laughs> <laughs> One time, during an NCW show, this kid's out in the ring for his match, and I have earpieces in for the referee's ears. Oh, we need to bring that back. And uh, I scream into the mic to the Dan Tanaka's walkie-talkie there in his earpiece. I'm like, the promoter wants more forward rolls. He turns to the kid, Mikey Marvelous. Promoter wants more forward rolls. Mm. All of a sudden, you just see him doing forward rolls all around the ring. <laughs> we need to bring those earpieces back. No, we don't. <laughs> we need to keep earpieces back. They don't work for Dan Terry ever. Um, uh. I want to. I want to talk about the revelation of the wrestling dynasty here. Yes. And also, what's her family's name? The um, Lumber Jacksons? I, well, the Jacksons, yes. together, combined, they are. They're, they're Goliath Jackson. Uh-huh, the father. That's the wrestling father. royalty. Giant. And then you have Mighty Tom and Big Kurt Jackson, the, the Lumber, Lumber Jacksons. Amazing. I was born to be a Lumber Jackson. <laughs> uh, minus one character trait that I have different than them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just one. Yes. Yeah. He's white. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Okay. I get it. What? No, you could pass. Uh, as ethnic? Sure. I Maybe if you squint what if I got your eyes. I could pass as a different species. I have some paint <laughs> over here. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we are not. What, hold on, Mikey. What color is the paint? Oh. Don't. It, it, d- d- wait. Uh, no. We're not doing this. <laughs> Okay, so anyway. Next scene. Well, um... The Lumberjacks. The Lumberjacks. Yes. And that, I, there's going to be a, a cut made between her those two because Ruth insists on doing an acting right. scene when they're just doing snap There's going to be a backstory, she says. Well, so I just wanted to make... The Lumberjacks, I get a text at 3 a.m. Uh, like a week ago, and I look at it, and it's from um, Senior Referee of Northeast Championship Wrestling, Red Roche. And all it says is, Lumberjacks. <laughs> so, hashtag Lumberjacksons hashtag. <laughs> so clearly, our good friend Red uh, was watching. He watched the Glow documentary, then started watching the Glow series. And when he came upon the Lumberjacksons, <laughs> he had to let me know. And I didn't know the context of what he meant. Oh, because you hadn't seen it? Yet. No. So I 
just, I'm like, what is up with this guy? That's even that better. was me and Christian Casanova's uh, tag team. <laughs> oh. um, so just a great little reveal, and it kind of made it funnier for me because I just had random text messages. So Ruth is cut from the wrestling because just because there's a legacy there. Well, they're both cut at first. They were going to be both cut, but then they. Tell both... me why you should stay. Tell me right. why you should. Uh, they both have a chance to plead their case. Because one thing I love about Sam Silva is that he's like, I don't know if I like you. I don't know if I hate you. I don't know if I like your face. I don't know if I hate your face. Right. <laughs> like I don't like your line. face. I don't like your ass. Maybe I like him too much. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I love it. <laughs> just just spill Jesus. sample all over the laptop. Spit take. <laughs> Lumberjake has got up. He's walking. Oh, towards, wait a second. He's walking towards the, the oh, he's cabin. Dabbing. Oh, he's wait. That's he's dead. lumber dabbing. dabbing. Is dead. No, Bailey was doing dabbing earlier today. No, C.J. Perkins says that or whatever his name oh, is. Says he's he's doing the macarena. Oh, hey, hey, uh, macarena. Uh, ah. <laughs> oh, he's doing. Oh, uh, walking walk like, like an Egyptian. Egyptian. Walk like an Egyptian. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, he's oh. doing the he's doing oh. the running man. Oh, did you do that? It's a getting great air. It's really cooling me down. <laughs> <laughs> and the cabbage patch. Oh, and you. he's done. He oh. is sweating. He just now he's in getting heat even exhaustion. more than he was before. Oh, he's wiping it into our microphone. You are hearing sweat drip down. Never mind. I'm back. Oh, oh. hey, Lumberjake. Woo. It's all right. I told everybody what you're doing. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I was having a dance break. <laughs> you sure were. So, um, after you know, try to explain, try to sell yourself. Once we find out that she's wrestling royalty, Ruth's gone. You're out. Kicked out, and she's out of work, out of worth. <laughs> and she gets jumped by the Los Angeles Death Squad. Yeah, she is say, not jumped, but she is mugged for her taco. They in her car keys. In her car keys. They're like, "Hey, you perp plus looking bitch." <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite insults <laughs> I've ever Died. heard in my entire life. Loved it. I love these kids so much. I hope they come back. Yes. Like I want the Los Angeles Death Squad to come back. And they're assholes because they took her lunch and her dinner. Her dinner. Her which lunch. are one in the same yeah. right the same time in her wallet and her car keys right but please not my car keys give me my just car give me the keys, car right? keys so luckily her best friend has uh, gives her a ride yep. picks her up in the station wagon has her extra set of keys and she sure does and when she pulls them out hands them what, what do the, we see on the keychain a picture of her and her loving husband yep so we get a little pause there pause cast where she's kind of like Looking at it, having that, that that wistful, yeah, not wistful. I think it's a it, it's Remorseful? a guilt. Yes, a lot of guilt. Um. So let me. Did you guys see that coming? Did you see that twist? No. No. In fact, I missed the key part. Oh. So when she burst in at the end, I'm like, why is she so mad? I thought <laughs> I, I thought it wasn't work. <laughs> Good for them. Um. Yeah. So. Well, so at this point, um, now feeling bad for herself, feeling that remorseful and guilt, she gets home that night and she starts watching wrestling on TV. Yes. Um, yeah. She starts watching wrestling from all over the country. Yeah. Yep. She starts off watching Hulk Hogan. She must have sort of, some sort of amazing satellite No dish. wonder she's so poor. She's paying for that satellite yeah. dish. She starts off watching Hulk Hogan, immediately jumps to Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich in the fucking Cotton Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Second spit take for JC. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing. And, um, but I love that that's Ruth 
starting to learn about wrestling. Yeah, the flamboyance, the characters, and her wrestling on the ma- on her pillows. There's something very just uh, like we've all done it. Everybody, when we were younger and watching wrestling and started like I had wrestling buddies. I I had Baby Smurf, <laughs> and it knocked me out, and I was unconscious for days. Yeah, because Baby Smurf is a hard head. <laughs> sure is, but I mean, I just I, I thought it was a very cool thing to try to get her into the mindset of this is wrestling. Right. So when she decides, even though she's been cut, she shows up the next day. And reads her monologue from Cat on a Hot Tin Roof that she tried in acting class <laughs> the night before. But she's in costume. She's least. in costume. She but has... what was the costume? She, in- she had her championship belt. Listen, she had, she had dishwashing gloves that had the tips cut off. Uh-huh. She had a, a, a rug around... Yeah, circumcised uh, dishwashing. Uh-huh. Listen, anyway, so... And, uh, she had a, a, you know, a blanket around her neck to be like a, a cape. Um, she had all these things. Like, it's... I think... It, I, I love the outfit. But then... When Debbie bursts through, sounding like like her voice was so deep at this point. Yeah, that was crazy. She's like hoarse already because it's so real. So, though. so one of the things I love about this is I expected this to be dragged out for episodes. I did not expect such like the explosion to happen so soon, especially in the pilot. And there so, was never like a buildup of the husband like feeling remorseful. It was just like he told me. What? Right. Well, and I like I like that because like let's just get right to it. Right. So let's set up the conflict of this series that now we know is gonna be Ruth versus Debbie. So she comes in like a house of fire. <laughs> Tits leaking all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, Kia Stevens comes in like a house on water. Uh, awesome Kong, awesome Kong karma. karma, all the she takes the baby. I love her 1950s housewife hair. She's great, <laughs> so good. All so the hair she, in this show is fantastic. Yes, she's basically like, I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say that this happened. Yeah, she's like, I don't, I don't, don't wanna, make me, don't make me, and which then, is you know, the saying yeah. it. So she says yes, and then she hits the ring, pissed off. You Holy know what? Shit. Yes, you can hold my baby. Yep, and uh, she grabs her in a waist lock. Fucking Ruth throws a back elbow right in the nose. Uh, she wants to kick her ass. She doesn't want to fight. As this is happening, Mark Marin is seeing dollar signs. Yep. He sees both these girls in full costume, separate awesome ways, worlds sequence. apart. It was <laughs> great. It. Uh, they had, and he's like, "I need this girl. She's going to be my star." And that episode. One, it really does give you an idea of who Ruth is, what she's about, uh-huh. and that... Well, what were you fully working? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jake working on a car, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, the fantasy sequence is tremendous. It's just, again, maybe it's the Journey song, maybe it's everything put together and seeing what Glow could be, Yeah. but and the fact that Sam Silva envisions this, it's perfect. And uh, then John Morrison's like, hey, should I end this? He's like, ah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. One, two, three. And that's it. For what, the, a, what a pilot. Man, that was only the pilot. 
We have so, more episodes to go. Right. So I feel like the pilot's the, the biggest. Pilot, the pilot is now the most important on. thing yes. because like we can kind of gloss over a little bit more and just talk about the big beats of the other episodes. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, my notes, the biggest notes I have are for the pilot. Yeah, because me it's too. the I most have a whole page for the pilot. Like it's the most. I have every um single scene written down though, so don't worry. We'll cover them all. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the blurst of, of times. times. Stupid monkeys. Um. So, Ruth pulls episode two. Ruth pulls up, meets this fucking. It establishes who this uh, what's her name? Melrose. Melrose is very. Uh, she's a taker. She's forgetful. She's scatterbrained. It's also a very eighties thing to be driving a limousine. Mm-hmm. Like, Not riding in one. Driving. Well, yeah, driving a limousine. So weird. And then just getting out of the car and changing her, changing her clothes. Yeah. Why wouldn't she change the back of the limo? Questions, questions. Listen, it's the '80s. Um, I loved it. Yeah, no, it's it's great. So, uh, episode two, just for the completists out there, is called "Submit Slouch." Oh. That is the second. Ep- That's hilarious. Second episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Because that's well. First of all, Mark Marrow with another gem of call him Mark Marrow. Is that what you just called? Yeah, yeah. Wild man, Wild man. (laughs) Comes in, says, "Okay, do you guys have any special skills, hidden talents, favorite sex positions?" (laughs) (laughs) Um, I Sam, Sam might be my favorite character on this show. Um, just after. Um, Ruth tries to play off the fact that the fight with her and Debbie was a work. That Oh no, I just brought her in. She's just my friend. Everything's fine. Like, Sam sees through the bullshit. Right. Immediately, he's a worker. He knows. Right. And he knows and he's off to get something in the back. Look for something. And my great is that um, the, the, the new head trainer, what's her name? Cherry. 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 Junk chain when she gets up. Junk, yes. Um, I love that she assumes he's looking for drugs. Yeah, yeah. Just sniffing around. Because he's always doing coke. And as we alluded to earlier, this is the scene where we found out that they used to fuck. With, yes. With her husband. Yeah, yeah they had a three-way back in right. the day. Yes. And uh, not only that, she had a miscarriage or a womb goof. Womb goof. Big take number three, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mike Pava. Oh, god damn it. A fucking womb goof. <laughs> We've all had him. Uh, that was probably my favorite goofy movie. <laughs> um, I, we, we start to finally... I feel like the pilot was really about Ruth... And Debbie, we met some of the other characters, but this is the episode where we start to really learn about the supporting cast. Very much so. This is learning everybody else's role. I feel like from episode six on, it's probably going to be more of the meat and potatoes of the whole story, where For it's sure. just learning the learning the people. Yes. Um, the 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 girl. The um, Melrose immediately isn't taking anything seriously. I mean, she stole. She basically stole Ruth's shoes. Yes, because she pulls out like Ruth's like here. I got these extra shoes, and then she just takes her new shoes and leaves her the shoes that were her old like babysitting shoes or yeah. whatever. Dick right. move. Yeah, total dick move. Offering the shoes and then and then she leaves with the shoes. She's a fucking bitch. And she's rich, too, so it's not even a fucking issue. And, like, she buys food for them later, and you says, you owe me $20. Like, what the fuck? Um, because, again, I feel like, I feel like Sam's probably my favorite character so far on the show. Yeah. But out of the girls, who's your favorite character so far? Beirut. 
Beirut, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with um, I want to like Mount Fiji. I want to like Machu Picchu, and I do, but I don't love her. I feel like I don't love her as much as who's um, Mount Fiji. Yeah, I think Beirut. I don't know. I I, I do kind of love Beirut. Love Beirut. She, um, I like her character. I like. Um, you know, I also like the uh, punk girl. Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. I like her a lot. And you know what? The wolf. The wolf. Girl. Sheila. Sheila. I think Sheila might be my favorite. Yeah. Um. It's the. Ne- uh, she loves a gimmick. It's the next episode where we learn about. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's the next episode. <laughs> 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 Um, we kind of learn a little bit more about her. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I like how we start to flesh out these characters and like this scene where they're all going to get food between training yeah. because Cherry's made the head trainer after Salty's been fired. Out of the blue. Out of the blue. Very much similar to Mondo. And I'm hoping he kind of... Well, he might show up again, but you never know. Fucking everyone else is. Jesus Christ, the amount of cameos. The peakies could be filled for cameos in this movie alone. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, uh, what the, my biggest note that I had for episode two that it's a lot of there's a lot of bonding scenes where you're starting to create the dynamics of who's going to be paired up with who. Really, my biggest um, note was the fake abortion, <laughs> well, the fake uh, miscarriage. Uh, all right, the the womb goof. <laughs> but, but she says womb goof to her. Yeah. Um, I, the ketchup is a little much because I'd be pissed that Holy. it's all over my canvas. And but then my parents sprayed it too. Yeah, just being a complete bitch. Oh, that was so awful. I feel like she deserves everything that she gets. Like I, and I know that we're made to probably eventually like her a lot, a little bit more. But I, I loved still... her when she said the uh, Richard Gear, Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, officer and gentleman, Mikey. That's whatever. That's that's what to. the reference was to. Mikey doesn't know. He's, he's, uh, he's yawning. Yawning and scratching his yep. head. He's Listen, wearing a nice three-way. The, the heat's shirt. really getting to me right now. It's putting you to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeper hold. Um, so they do the miscarriage thing because Melrose makes her look like she's going to be turning it around. She's going to try hard. She wants to learn how to bump. Listen, she learned a lot since lunch. Yeah, you know. She's really matured. Perhaps you remember three seconds ago when I asked you to meet me at the picnic table. <laughs> and uh, she's not the same woman that she was at breakfast. <laughs> Mark Marin, uh, instead of stealing the uh, cocaine out of people's boxes, right. he was uh, looking for Ruth's uh, address book, rips out the the address Such information. Such an 80s thing, an address book <laughs> with everything. My dad, her little black my book. Dad had one, a little black my book. mom did too. Little yeah. black book, baby. That's what man. Technology is so weird because now we're so relying on it. It's just there. Like uh, I was talking the other day. I'm like, hey, do you know my phone number? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't fucking know your number. I don't know my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mark Marin convinces the pregnant Debbie to come down. Just take a look at the wrestling. Well, Says the, the not gone. pregnant Debbie. Well, the 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 recently yeah. had a baby, Debbie. Yeah, you can tell uh, how pregnant someone is, is by how turned on Mikey is. <laughs> Mikey is at full erection right now. Um, and one of my favorite little bits is he has both girls in the ring. Well, he has two girls in the ring. It's I believe it's Melrose and Ruth. Well, uh, Debbie watches on, and he goes, "Look at her. Her hair is brown, the color of shit." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, in all reality, Debbie is the star. Look at her. She's picture perfect, blonde, blonde you know, hourglass huge, tall. Like, huge boobs. Huge titties. Like, she's, like, 
I was sold from that fantasy sequence in the pilot. Yeah. Like, she definitely is a star, and it's so fucking smart of Sam to be like, she is it. Like, without her, we don't have a star for the show. And uh, Ruth's like, oh, I don't want to be the bad guy. And then uh, Sam goes, the devil gets all the best lines. I wrote that down, too. He's like, Amazing. embrace that inner bad, be yep. the heel. And I think, I mean, Mike Pava knows it's better than anybody being a heel for so many years. You get to have the most fun. Oh, yeah. It's easier. It's easier, but it's also easier. fun. Like, you get to really just dig into it and just be as bad. And I think Ruth, as the, so- as the show goes on, starts to get that as well. Um, that's the end of episode two. Right. Episode three. The Wrath of Kuntar. <laughs> we meet the producer. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I do love Bash. Bash is Bash great. Bash is great. I liked him a lot with Franklin. But Bash by himself. <laughs> um, I did write in my notes that Bash and Sam Silva merged together is Dirk Benedict. Ooh, that's wow, great! Like if you were to put these two together and put their baser instincts and their worst impulses in a pair of leather pants, yep, and uh, dressing a peacock, yes, you would have Dirk Benedict. Wow, our original episode one throwback. Uh, fucking Harry M. Harry Smilak. Yes. So I just, as I'm watching this episode, I'm like, man, I just, that's all I can see, especially when they got to the party scene at the, at his house. Um, the producer wants, appears to want wrestling, not acting, because a coked up Mark Marin wrote a long sci-fi play that right. these women were to act out with wrestling matches in between, with wrestling not being accentuated. Which I need to mention that cold open um, for this episode, <laughs> where we meet Sam's ex-wife. They have joint custody of their dog together. And he tells her that the dog was dead. <laughs> I thought it was a fantastic <laughs> bit. I got the number. If you want to cry to her, let him hit your Right. Uh, that was fantastic, and then we get to see him writing that script that he feels is a masterpiece. It's it's, it's going to be the next big thing. Um, we meet Bash at the gym as they're going through this dry run, reading this script. Um, Ruth reading stage directions because that's what she's best at. <laughs> they just fucking hate her. And it's great. You're going to wrap they, that around your. Yes, he is. <laughs> Brilliant. Lumberjake is now. He has taken a long. Uh, many, many paper towels. He's um, And he's wrapping it around his head like a bandana. Um, he's actually recreating the Asian kid that was at that birthday party earlier <laughs> today. True. I don't know he was <laughs> running around with his bandana. I like his style. <laughs> yeah, he was ch- chopping away. <laughs> uh, and we're canceled. Well, we can't be canceled. Um... So they go to Bash's party. How long oh, is it gonna take for this fucking paper towel to be soaked? I want. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. I love. Uh, of course, you know the uh, overindulgence of the 1980s that Bash has a helicopter. Of course. That's just there, and then he's like, "Come to my party!" He just calls up his butler. Yes. And says, we got 20 people coming to a party! He always freaks out when I don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> and we. Smash cut to my favorite little detail about this series, the 1980s robot. I thought you were going to say gummy <laughs> blue sharks, oh. which I bought specifically for us because they were serving those. They sure were. Yep. I noticed it. I mean, I figured you guys would enjoy the 1980s robot filled with drugs. Oh, that was great. And then <laughs> like, the, the, girls, the girls cleaned them out and they were trying to figure it out and refill them. <laughs> like, I feel like you can't have a movie in the 1980s without a robot. 
And I'm looking at you, Rocky Four. Rocky Four, yeah. Adrian's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I marked out so huge for 1980s robot that it just it made my day. Yeah. And again, as I'm listening to this show, and as the music in the background, the soundtrack again is just fantastic. Like every music cue, so like good. needle drop is just—it's perfect. Oh, there's so many needles dropped in so many veins. <laughs> this is—I love this because it's all drug use with zero consequence, as only the '80s had. Well, and I and I felt like this when we watched all the marbles—is that you see like them just casually smoking a pack of cigarettes right there everywhere. Yeah. Like it's just—it's it, little details like that where they're just going for it. This is the world that they live in. Yes, but like. I guess it wasn't until the 90s that people started dying from drugs. 80s was do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah, let's bring that back. Right? Yeah, no consequences now, guys. Let's wait 10 years later. So we have a fun costume montage. Yes. Love montages. And where they're all just putting on wacky little costumes. And it's all fun and lighthearted at first. Well, yes. Until it got weird and racist. <laughs> right. Um, well, what, when you start bringing up the stereotypes, and when you really start hammering home what Bash's vision for Glow is... Oh, because, I loved his explanation. Do you, do you know how he explained oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted something different than wrestling, in the sense that Mrs. Pac- Ms. Pac-Man is different than Pac-Man. I want wrestling with a bow on it. That's <laughs> it. And it's so... It, what, a, what a great way to say that. It's like, oh, we don't need this whole story of people meeting somebody in the desert. The Iron Cheek is just from the desert. You know, it's just as simple as that. Why? Right. I mean, it's it's definitely well because Sam has one vision because he's reading this giant script, this opera, this futuristic nineteen ninety nine science fiction tale. And yes. Bash wants it more simplistic, more more stereotypical which is what Glow is was what Glow, exactly what Glow was it was just stereotypes right. and which you know it's not wrong every kind of girl big small fat just yeah yeah, yeah. skinny right. like Whatever, everybody everyone had a spot on yep. Glow which is funny because they wanted like every woman every nationality yeah. all this stuff it's like, oh, where are you from? Oh, you can be the terrorist or a right. genie or something, you know, something Arab. I'm not Arab, I'm Egyptian. It's like, it doesn't matter. Right. And, like, you, you're Oriental. I'm from Cambodia. Well, it's like, if you watch the documentary, um, when the director sees all the girls, he points to one of them and goes, you, you're jailbait. <clears throat> and she was part of jailbait. Yep. Easy as that. Exactly. And I think there is there is a simplicity to it. There's also something that was charming about Glow that it was these characters. And it was very... It was, like, strictly shown in the casino's television at first. The casino that they took place in, they would only film there and be shown in that TV studio. So they were, like... They were swearing... They were just saying, like, yeah, we're going to kick their ass. They're sluts. Like, we're going to kill them. Um, Glow wasn't for the family. Like, we, we start to see the dynamic now with Ruth and Debbie where, you know, Debbie doesn't want anything to do with her, but she's also they've been best friends for so long that she can't quite deal with not having her in her life and seeing her every day still. So she gets really fucking drunk. Really and, drunk. Like, basically has to be carted out in a taxi, put in a taxi. 
She's uh, drunk and complaining to the butler under a giant picture of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> like, yes. a giant yes. photograph of Dolph Lundgren. And it's like, I said that it's not too over-the-top 80s. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, my favorite? Well, that, that bit, when you think of not-so-80s, when they're staring at art, which is a giant neon sign that says neon. Neon, yeah. Um, no, it's <laughs> very, very 80s. Um, but uh, Sam wants to walk out on the entire idea he because does. He, he doesn't want to deal with it. He freaks out. This. He breaks the robot. God damn it, that poor robot. That poor robot. Poor Only robot. one day from retirement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, basically, from there... Uh, we find out that they have this, this, you know, Ruth wants him to stay. Like, she's the one that pulls him back. And he's like, why do you even want this? Because it's all she had. It's all she has. So he goes back in, he sits down with Bash, and he kind of agrees to make Lil the way he wants to make it in exchange for... Bash funding a movie of his. Called Mothers and Lovers. He didn't even... He didn't even need to hear about it. He was like, I'll, I'll make do it. it. I don't care. Right. I'd like to learn more about Mothers and Lovers, and I hope it's something we see. Oh, you Coming do. Later Netflix on. soon. <laughs> That'll be in part two. All right. Sand it up. Knocking them down. So that's going to bring us to episode four. Yes. Where the women are now placed into a hotel compound, basically. Called the Dusty Spur, yeah. which is also the episode title. They're, huh. they're basically told... You know, do what you have to do. Call your landlord. Get rid of your apartment. Yep. Tell everything you own. Now, was and this, come here. Was this something that actually happened? Yes. yes. Well, okay. Uh, I figured as much. They all were put into. But they were they were actually put in like a casino hotel, whereas in the movie here, it's the Dusty Spur. And they did also have curfews and stuff like yes, that. Yes, legit curfews. That was all. Had to be in by eleven. No crazy drug use, partying, yeah, all no that boys. stuff. Yep. Um. So everyone gets assigned a roommate. They're paired up. Ruth is assigned with Sheila. Wolf girl, yeah, Sheila. Sheila the she-wolf. And I believe it's in the cold open of this episode. Where it shows her putting on her makeup, right. putting on her right. dark wig. Because underneath that dark wig is blonde Very hair. Very blonde hair. She she looked more like the Russian character from The Real Glow yeah. than the girl from... Than, than she looked like herself. And it was then I realized she was wearing a wig. Yep. I didn't know. Yeah. You guys know? No, I mean that was the big that was the big yeah, deal. That was I, and uh, again, it's just a really smart way to peel back those layers some more and yep. see what's really going on with some of these characters. Yeah. Um, which is why I also love getting to know uh, Cherry's husband. Yes, he's yeah, great. Like, <laughs> it's I mean he had a small bit in the last episode where I. Uh, him and Cherry are in the car. Yeah, yeah, just a brief um, get to know you. He knows Mark Marin. Right, but like he's hanging out at the hotel he, with the girls. He was also girls. a stunt guy. Yes, but to see him at the hotel hanging out in his underwear and his boxers and robe. And the girls didn't even know who he was. Like, oh, I'm Cherry's husband. Like, it's yeah. just, it's a great. And I love how the girls didn't freak out. He was just kind of there. It was Yeah, funny. gets in right between them. Yeah, 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 sits down. What are you watching this for? That's me on that motorcycle. <laughs> I I was a real I really liked that I really started to like just the characters and just hanging out with them and getting a little bit of time love, with them. I love the montage of them all leaving home, where Mount, yes. where the um, uh, Machu Picchu needs to disguise it like yes. she's still in bed, <laughs> yeah, right? With she giant makes a dummy and two sneakers at yeah. the end, like her feet, and because her dad would kill her, doesn't yes. want her to wrestle. Well, now we well, we find that out, and was this episode? This episode, spoiler alert. Um, 
And we have the Asian girl steals her grandmother's pearls. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? It's like, the teenage, the, the Asian girl is like a valley girl teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because it's they make her fortune cookie. Uh, Beirut's family's very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stoked. Yeah. Because uh, her mother watches WWF superstars every day. That's huh? right. Well, that, she was also, she was the first person to mention Hulk right. Hogan. Yes. Like, you know, it's it, she is so excited about being a part of a wrestling show. You know what? She is my favorite. She yeah, is the favorite. I'm Around, yeah, she's my favorite. Dibs. Damn it! Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we we find that Goliath Jackson yes. figured out that his daughter is not a plastic dummy sleeping in its bed all day. Yes, that. he wasn't nope. fooled. Nor is she working at Macy's. <laughs> right. Where she said she got a job. And I was not expecting Brodus Clay to show up. Right? Brodus Clay and Carlito. Yeah. Wait, was that Carlito? Yes. No. Yes, it what? was. I don't think that's true. <laughs> yes, it was. That's cool. I don't, I feel like Mikey's being racist. Are you being... Are you just saying that? No. Hold on. I feel like... I'll look it up. Looking it up. I, all right. I'm on airplane mode. So, uh... Don't leave the dead air. Keep on talking. Yeah, yeah. so, uh... Somebody call my mama. <laughs> Somebody call my mama. Brodus oh. Clay. Yeah. So, Brodus and Carlito. No. And the dad. It wasn't Brodus. It wasn't Carlito. Yeah, it, it, it might have been. It, it might have been. Hold the on. Dead, yeah, the dad was Snitsky. It was. <laughs> it's it, not his fault. It wasn't fault. his fault. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know what website JC is on. I don't know either. I went to the first link that I had, it, and it was a mistake. It's not a good link. No. It, he's, I, he's I, have a glo- I have viruses on my computer Pretty now. Good he's one. on a Globe photo gallery. Yep. Yeah, you know, Carlito tweeted it on... Uh, tweeted it. He tweeted it? Yeah. He tweeted okay, Grandpa. It. Okay, I'm looking. I'd like an apology. Okay. We took Carlito. fucking five minutes out of this podcast so you guys could look it up and have dead air. So, cause nobody Listen, we don't have any, we're not having dead air. You just keep on talking. Nobody believed yeah. me. What did the Pink Panther say when he stepped on an ant? Did ant. Did ant. Did ant. Did ant. Did ant. Uh, uh, I hate it. You don't like that one? No. Why not? That was pretty good, right? Pink Panther sucked. What? What is wrong with you? Pink Panther was awful. So this guy, he moved out into the country. He was this businessman in the city. And he moved to this place, and the only person near him was this farmer who lived next to him. So the farmer came over and said, Hey, we're going to have a party at my house for you. And we're going to have a crazy party. We're going to do some drinking, some fighting, some fucking. And, you know, that's going to be great. And the guy goes, Oh, who else is coming? He goes, Oh, no, just the two of us. Uh, Brodus Clay and Carlito played Carmen's wrestler brothers. It's true. It was actually uh, Primo. Ah. Yes. Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. The hair, I definitely said, huh. But I just completely dismissed it and did not think. Yeah. Oh. So apologize, JC. You were also a part of the people that didn't think. I wouldn't say that. I'm waiting. I wasn't very outspoken. You're going to be waiting? I'm going to wait until you pass out from heat exhaustion. I don't have to wait very long either. I think you'll pass out. Oh, Lumberjake's oh, gone. God. Lumberjake. Now it's just the Lumberjake. two of us. I can hold out on you. Can you? Yeah. I'll keep on taking off clothes. <laughs> I don't even care, son. Uh, somebody wake Slap him in the back. Wake oh. him up. Oh, there we oh, go. Sleeper hold. Oh, sleeper hey. hold wake up there. Good old sleeper hold wake up call. So uh, th- this guy Bash tries to pose him as a uh, his as her fiance. Yes. So that she can stay, and the guy doesn't believe it. Right. He's like, if you're gonna learn to wrestle, you gotta learn how to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know how fucking awful that was. Um. So again, this is kind of just a transitional episode as the girls get holed up in the dusty spur. Yeah. See the dynamics. Um, see the interactions between Sheila and Ruth. Yeah. 
Um, we we. Is this the big? Uh, this is the end when um, Sheila wants her to move out. She leaves a squirrel yes. on her bed. Yes, yeah. a dead squirrel on and, her uh, bed. And Ruth isn't going to stand for it. So she says, "You get out of here, you wolf." You you called me a wolf. And she's like, everyone just calls me a freak, and you actually called me a wolf. Thank you. Yeah. They bond. Yeah. At that moment, and I, it was really cool where she goes that what I put on every day isn't for anybody else. It's, it's for, for me. It's for yeah. me. Like she is the wolf. She is that. It's person. fantastic. We also start. The, is this where we get the weird interactions between Ruth and the hotel Pizza manager? Man? The, the no, next the manager is oh. Um, I think it's the next episode where we get that weird interaction um, where it's just... We can just jump right to it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, yes. Let's... We can... I mean, there's not much more in episode four. Um, I will say that episode five is Debbie does something. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Which... For me, I feel like is it is the halfway point of the of the first season, and it really is where you start to get what's going to be building to towards the season finale. Right. Um, we do get that weird interaction. <laughs> um, we also had a scene earlier on where basically uh, Ruth and Britannica have been recruited to go to try to get sponsors. Right. For the uh, patio furniture, patio store. barn, or the patio. Yeah. Right. Something to that effect. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of where Ruth really starts to embrace being the, the being villain, a heel, the heel. Being a bad guy. Because we see throughout the other episodes, she's trying to discover who she is. They want to make her the home record, but it's not working. They want to make... She tries to Cruella de Vil character. Doesn't work. And then out of the blue, the guy decides wrestling's not for them. Isn't that the fucking... Isn't just everyone just say wrestling's not for them in their <laughs> fucking places? And uh, they're about to do a ribbon-cutting ceremony when Ruth starts cutting a promo in a communist accent yeah. saying that, oh, these there's too many choices in America. And come in Soviet Russia, we have one chair. And uh, th- she gets this character from the weirdo Bell. The, 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 Bell the hotel manager, guy. whatever he is. Yeah. and uh, Front desk guy. And he's right. just a strange... Seems to be related to the mafia. What the? Sorry, sorry. What, what sorry, is sorry. happening, ladies know. and gentlemen? Stop say know. anything. Hey, Jesse Mark. Stop! Stop! What is happening? What's happening? My phone just turned alive. My phone. What are you listening alive. to? Your it's, email plays. Say anything, brother. Ew! Say Don't anything. Say, stop it! Stop saying stop, anything. Stop it! Stop it! Stop oh, it! The next what song is happening? Play, all right. I don't know. My phone just turned alive. It turned. <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. Ah. <laughs> is Johnny Firestorm? Yeah, no, he's dead to me. Um, How'd that go, by the way? Let's talk about it. No, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Love it, Jake. I can see your forehead now. That's how much the sweat <laughs> has soaked through on your paper towel bandana. You can need you to s- turn it upside down. Can you see? It's my, probably going to fall apart. Can you see my tattooed hairline, like Joey Lawrence? <laughs> yup. Um. So I loved I loved this little scene. I loved her embracing her inner villain. I loved her becoming Russian. Um, and then we had a really nice little bonding scene between Sam and Ruth. Yeah, and so he loved the character. Well, because Britannica wanted to go to the bathroom. Fuck. Yeah. Because they're fucking now. Yeah. And Britannica is a fucking idiot. She's, she's just stupid. Yeah, but she's 
but she's the smartest girl in, in the world. And she had some fantastic hooters. Fantastic! Yeah. Um, but we... I thought it was a really nice little scene, but I, I guess I won't spoil it till the end of the episode, but, like... So there's so there's a scene at the end of this episode where um, Debbie calls up Sam, and he's in bed, and she's finally figured out. We don't we don't you know get into that. We'll talk about that. But I really expected Ruth to be in bed with Sam. Oh, really? I thought I thought the camera was gonna pan back. He goes, okay. I know. I need to find a villain. I need to find a heel. And I thought he was gonna hang up the phone, turn and over, turn, to Ruth. and it was gonna be Ruth in bed. I didn't see it going that way. I. After that car scene, that's where I thought, and I was going to be disappointed if it did. So again, I feel like it kind of subverted some things. But I really, I was like waiting for that pan to reveal over and be like, nope, she's in bed with them. Um, More bad decisions. What, where, what changed her mind was because was it uh, Melrose? Melrose, Melrose, Machu Picchu, and Machu Picchu, and Debbie were going to a wrestling. Went show to an actual wrestling because show because Debbie's had never been to one live, right. and she thought it was stupid. And she goes, "I think it's not stupid. It's like predetermined or whatever she said it right. was." And Debbie was like, "Okay, fine, I'll go with you." Melrose was making fun of him, and I was like, "All right, I want to go too." And well, because she had already gotten caught sneaking out. Right. Yes, she's already. Been, she just wanted to go out. She'd been scolded by Cherry, and basically, like if she teams up with them. They can't get all of them, right? So we get our little look into the world of independent wrestling on and a smaller stage in the eighties and in today. Because I believe it was Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. You never usually see big moonsaults back there yeah. in nineteen eighty six, especially the the the, the double, double jump. jump. Yeah, double jump that he does. Well, no, no, the, um, Christopher Daniels was playing leaping Lanny Poffo. Oh, oh yeah, okay. okay, all right, okay. Then that's fair. That's 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 clean. It's amazing. All right. <laughs> um, um, I thought this was great. I thought it was. Um, I did notice that they they were using the same wrestling ring that they've been training in. Yeah, yeah there was ketchup all over it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I thought it was cool for them to kind of give a little snapshot into the other shows that were going on. The men's side of things. Right. And uh, in the big main event, Joey Ryan versus Alex Riley. Yep. Uh, Alex Riley, the big superstar. Yes. Was not expecting that. Did he that come out on a motorcycle? Yes. Yep, he horse. sure did. How many fucking... the wrestling movie <laughs> callback. <laughs> I feel like this is the third movie that's had yeah, a motorcycle like, entrance. Yeah, yeah, um, Ready to Rumble. There we go. Jumps in on the motorcycle. Yep. man. So this is our third motorcycle. Yep. Um, <laughs> Keeping track at home. Um, well, yeah, fuck. It was Steel Horse versus Joey Ryan. Right. And the girl... Uh, Machu Picchu was describing to Debbie oh what happened was he brainwashed his girlfriend into being with him and it started when he bought like his uh, business and shut it down right and this is where it starts to click for her yes and she it's a fucking soap opera yes she gets it. it and then she like before she could even finish she goes and they're actually half brothers and he's trying to get revenge on their dad for abandoning him and accepting him Right. Mike Davis' life. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fantastic. Her, the like, seeing her get it and having it all come together, and really, like, as a fan, watching it, yeah, it's a perfect wrestling angle. It's a simple, like... Yes. Oh, and uh, they meet Alex Riley in the back, and he's like, oh, I'm a big fan of yours. Right, he, he immediately recognizes her. The soap opera star. M- whatever, Morgan, whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, whatever. Something, whatever. Hey, what? 
Her, her, her soap opera. Soap opera oh, her, so I, I know she's on Katie Paradise Morgan Cove. Or Paradise something. Cove, yeah. yeah. That's just, I just know the show that she was on. Oh, the new one can't act for shit. Uh, oh, she's in love. She, she's already so wet. She's in at that lust. Point. Yeah. Um, I mean, Alex Riley was looking great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I saw him when he ripped off that shirt. I know. I was like, forget Sasha Mitchell. Hello. Forget cousin Cody. <laughs> um. So, uh, they're hanging out in the back, and they're just talking about soap operas and wrestling, and Machu Picchu and fucking... Melrose. Melrose are fucking... I keep forgetting her name. <laughs> She's a bitch, so and I'm Her fine name is it. Melanie Rose. I should yeah. be able to remember Melrose. <laughs> um... Um, I so we just, gotta go. We gotta. The, the curfew's coming. Yeah, yeah, because she's not. She's gonna get in trouble again. But Debbie's in heat. She's like leaning up on a ride. Well, she also wants to get that that get back at you. Fuck that. I'm uh, getting back at you. Yes, yeah. the revenge. Yes. Because her husband had just chased her out of her own house because he lived there too, and he was sick of sleeping right. on his brother's we, couch. We did skip over that from the right. last. Right. He wanted to come back. He was Debbie moved into the dusty spur because she could do whatever she wanted because she was a star. Like that's she like basically said, "Here, you can. Uh, you, um, I'm leaving." Douchebag husband wrote a letter with his words of what he needed to say to her to get back into the house. <laughs> yeah. So she just said, "You know what? If you want to stay here, fine." Right. And then she moved on into Dusty Spur, dropped her baby off with her parents, and basically, boom, there you go. Um, so this is definitely revenge sex. And she rushes them both out of there. Oh, you can take my car. Yep. You can go home. You can make curfew. And um, they just get to banging. Yeah, you don't get to see the banging. Unfortunately, no. I would have well, been imagine right. that sex. Yeah. That would have been. You would have amazing looking kids. Yes. I mean, I just want to. I mean, imagine seeing Alex Riley naked, man. Yeah, how right. You, how do you Oof. think? How do you think A Ride did there? <laughs> in his little scenes. Great. Hey, was a steel horse really a steel horse? <laughs> like I thought, he did pretty well for a little. Like you know, he had more lines than any of the other. Characters at that point. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think like as he, far as wrestlers. Yeah, as far as wrestlers being in that role, I think he did pretty good. Um, we find um, sneaking in the next morning. Um, She's busted again. Cherry by Cherry. But Cherry's so fucking chill. She takes a little drag of her cigarette, asks her about Steel Horse, like yeah, you just uh-huh. said. You know, and the girl's like, "Yep, I'm gonna head to bed now." She's like, "Oh no, you're going on a 5K uphill with me." So she's making her do her morning exercise yeah. with her as a little punishment. Yeah, but she had to milk her tits first. <laughs> she did have to drain her boob. She did. That was part of it. That was, I don't know. Huh. Um, but I, that was also a great little bonding scene between Debbie and Cherry. Right. Where, like, she admits how fucking weird it is to have sex again with somebody else other than her husband after being married for so yeah. long. It's just a cool little moment that shows that all these girls, even though they're so different... They're starting to become one group. Right. Because I assume as we start building towards, you know, Mike Pape is the only one that skipped ahead here. So he yeah, knows what, what goes down in the next couple episodes. Jake and I, we uh, stopped yes. at episode five. That's just like all your, your people at home. It's your problem. To keep yourself un, like, unspoiled. Yeah, I, don't uh-huh. wanna, I didn't want to go too far. Uh-huh. Right. Especially oh. when JC dressed as a street tough as he is. I right. want to mention part of the Los Angeles Death Squad. Something we kind of yeah, plus looking bitch. Who <laughs> <laughs> me? Yep. Give <laughs> me your food, your lunch and dinner. Uh, <laughs> my taco. Uh, we kind of skipped over the part the the emo chick and the pizza, pizza guy. Uh, yep. She kept ordering pizzas. Um, I have a feeling there's more going on in that story that we haven't gotten yet. 
And again, I haven't seen any of the other episodes, and I've tried to keep myself... So he's not really the delivery guy? No, I'm not saying that. I think there's more with her. I think there's more with her that has... Because she was a big Mark Maron fan. Right. Sam fan. She was, like, reciting dialogue from his movies. In every single movie mm-hmm. he ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's more to that. The way Mike Pava's mm-hmming, I'm guessing that might be coming up in the next episode okay. or two. We'll have to see on part two <laughs> of three-way theater. I'm going to let him have this one yeah. because yeah. he's been waiting For a year. Part two. Talking about part twos. We finished. That's five episodes. How long was that one? Um, hour we, and a half. We, not bad. Yeah, we squeezed in about an hour Good, and a half. That's great. Yeah. Look at us. Listen, we here at Three Way Theater, we know all about brevity. We just oh, oh, fuck l- brevity. lumber. We, just, we haven't even we haven't We're signed not off sign yet. Off? Well, we are. Well, where are you going? Where are you going? I'm just going over here. Oh, he, you, he's turning the <laughs> ace. <you're, you're> <laughs> all, right. all right, folks. Well, 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 we're being blown out of here by the ace. Oh, I'm Mike I'm JC, and I'm Uber J, and this has been Three. Join us on part two next time. Facebook. We didn't mention any of that stuff. Huh? Twitter. Let's do that right now. Do it. Don't forget Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Tumblr, threewaytheater.com, Grinder. Uh, That's it. Three-way theater. All right. We're now we're also now on Craigslist. Um, uh-huh. Back page. We're looking for Brady Malibu. Uh huh. Um, we are now on um, AOL um, Community. What? GeoCities. Oh. We're on Angel Yahoo Fire? Local and Angel Fire. Cool. This, yeah. This probably shouldn't be happening. It's like, no, it's done. We should have left. A, can we leave See a long later. pause in? And it's Bye. like the bonus track. No, we're going to. This is the end. No, this is the end. This is the end. This is the, the end, end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Jake were on the same page. I was not JC on the same was page. Not. Uh, um, but I feel fine. I'm all right. Uh, Nobody worry about me. Now this is the end. This is the end of the world as we know it. For him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Holy Catholics get this one. I'll be your ever and ever. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my old uh, organist that was at my church, uh, he always nailed Gloria. Is this- <laughs> Gloria, in excelsis Deo. Is this the after show? Are we doing this, the after show yeah, right now? Yeah, this is three-way theater <laughs> after dark. No, the three-way theater <laughs> up all night. Oh, right. All right, see you later, right, dummies. Bye. I stole your line. Uh, yeah, he stole Jason Manzukas' line. Yeah, that's what, what he an said. Idiot, you dummy. That's what you, you used to say that all it's the time. It's from Jason Manzukas. Yeah, but you used to say it all the time. Yeah, but we stole it from him. I know you stole so it. So you stole it from Jason Manzukas. No, I stole it from you. you. Stop recording this. <laughs>